0: Good afternoon, everybody. And it is afternoon, being 8 after 12 here in Washington, D.C., the Capitol. And I want to thank everybody for getting on this Zoom. I appreciate it very much. Um, And this is a topic, of course, very important to the safety of our communities in upstate New York. So, as the East Palestine community continues to grapple with the aftermath of the derailment last month, and then after a second derailment in Ohio last weekend, Norfolk Southern announced yesterday a new six point plan that they claim will immediately enhance the safety of its operations. But the people of upstate New York and our local leaders, our first responders still have a lot of questions on the trains that run through their backyards every day and I'm here to get answers. As you know, we have two major railway trunk lines, some of the busiest in America going through New York, the CSX line that goes right down the path of the Erie Canal and goes in and, or near Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, uh, Utica, Albany, and then down into the Hudson Valley, very populated area there. And the Norfolk Southern, which goes across the southern tier and then goes down the same way. So I've written a letter. This is the letter, folks. Can you see it? Can you put me? Am I on uh, speaker here? Okay, here's the letter so you can get a picture of it for any of you taking pictures. Um, that uh, can, you, can you guys see the letter? Yes, here we are. This is the letter that I am sending the 10 questions to every major rail company operating in upstate New York and in the country. And what the letter demands is that each out- air, uh, railroad outline exactly what steps they're going to take to prevent what happening in Ohio from occurring here in upstate New York and explain how they're improving communication with local governments and first responders to stop a whole bunch of terrible practices. From Buffalo to Rochester to Syracuse to Utica to Albany, Watertown, uh, Binghamton, in every community big and small, we have rail lines uh, going across us and people are worried as they should be. Upstate is a hub for freight rail activity, a real hub. Our tracks regularly carry trains with hazardous materials. That's a risk to our communities, and these major rail companies have a responsibility if they're going to carry this stuff to make sure New Yorkers are kept safe. And New Yorkers should not have to live in fear that these trains running through their cities and dumping toxic hazardous material near their family homes uh, might happen. We don't want that to happen. Our communities don't deserve to even have that fear hanging over their heads. The disaster in Ohio, frankly, should be a canary in a coal mine. A loud warning whistle. And I have sounded that warning for a long time, as you know, when we've had derailments and other problems with our rail lines upstate. This has been something I've been focused on for a long time and been able to produce results. Okay? So, That's why I'm here to reveal my latest push, to get upstate New York back on track and to get railroads to increase transparency and to boost rail safety. These rail companies need to be crystal clear and consistent with our public officials, with our firefighters and first responders, so they have all the info they need to keep upstate safe. It's not an option. It's a necessity. And the bottom line is simple. You know, different hazardous materials require different kinds of uh, firefighting equipment and materials. And when our uh, localities don't know what's going through, they can't be prepared to fight the fire. They don't know if it's vinyl chloride or oil or something else, which requires different types of treatment and different types of equipment and different types of chemicals. Now, there have been a lot of problems in upstate New York, as you know. Um, We remember the March 2, 2007, uh, city of Oneida, a 78-car train carrying flammable liquid and toxic chemicals derailed and caught fire. A whole of thousands of people in a one-mile radius had to be evacuated, children to elementary school. In or 2017, a CXX cargo train derailed in Batavia that was carrying gunpowder. Or more recently, in 2020, when a train in western New York carrying highly flammable pet- petrochemicals derailed in the village of East Aurora. Now, thankfully, none of these turned into the scale of East Palestine, but with better safety measures, accidents like this could have been prevented. As you know, I am no stranger to rail safety, and I've had real success. Perhaps the biggest success I had is when those horrible oil cars were going through our communities. I worked and worked and worked to get rid of what were dangerous explosion-prone DOT 111 crude cars that ran through the heart of upstate regularly, Um, and they were terrible, but we in the FAST Act, I got them eliminated. We don't have those DOT-111 bars, and people can breathe a sigh of relief because oil is probably the most frequent volatile, volatile chemical carry, and because of my work, that no longer happens, okay? But we also put in other rules in 2015 in the FAST Act, and unfortunately, some of those rules, like better braking requirements to equip highly flat... High hazard flammable unit trains carrying crude oil or other materials with what's called ECP brakes, electronic controlled pneumatic brakes, were rolled back and repealed under Donald Trump's administration. They said the railroad companies put huge pressure on them, said, we don't need this, we'll keep you safe. And as a result of the repeal back of these rules, people are less safe. So I'm fighting hard to get these rules reinstated. But as I said many times, we need to do a lot more to expand notifications to our first responders and local governments to have everything they need to stay safe. And that's where my actions today, my demands of the railroads, questions that I've asked them uh, come into play. Because now the railroads know that they're in trouble and they have to be transparent So we have a real opportunity to get them to support us, or at least not fight us, for common sense safety changes. Okay? So here are the important questions that I'm asking them. First, what notification do you provide to the state and local responders? Now and more importantly, what changes will you make in terms of notification in light of the recent derailment in Ohio? Two, How will you ensure local responders have the appropriate resources to respond to a train derailment? It's not the railroads that have to respond, it's the local first responders. Where are their resources? Where are they coming from? What's the train, what's the railroad companies who've made record profits going to do? Three, the derailment in Ohio was caused by a wheel bearing failure. What method of wayside detectors do you use to find defects? What are your response protocols when the detectors are set off? And four, how many rail car inspectors have you employed each year for the last 10 years? And if the number went down, why? What's the justification? How do you, and five, how do you plan to keep railroads safe with less inspectors? There are other questions here. You can all read the releases. They, I think, have five more questions. We have 10 questions we're asking, but those are the basic five. Without this information, and it's truly, without this, but that basic information, you can't do that much. So I'm not asking for much here, but with this info, our first responders and our upstate communities can respond. I've already gotten the Northbrook Southern Southern CEO to testify before Congress. He's coming before the Transportation Committee this Thursday, um, and America will get to hear directly from him, uh, unfiltered. He's going to be right on TV asking what went wrong. People are going to be asking what went wrong and what they're doing to fix it so it doesn't happen anywhere else, especially in my dear upstate New York. And other important questions. Why did Norfolk Southern launch a $10 billion stock buyback? In other words, they bought their stock back. It made the shares of the wealthy shareholders go up. But Why didn't they put that money into hiring more workers, upgrading safety equipment, paying better wages? It's a good question. I look forward to the answer. In the Senate, We are making good progress on a bipartisan safety bill. I like to do anything I can to get things done bipartisan. It works quicker and better that way. Sherrod Brown, the Democrat senator from Ohio, and J.D. Vance, the Republican senator from Ohio, have a bill together along with Bobby Casey and John Fetterman, the two senators from Pennsylvania, because East Palestine Palestine was on the border there. Uh, They're putting a bill together, and I'm going to do everything I can to get that bill passed. So, bottom line. We cannot have railroads for first responders from getting the information they need. And so on, demanding answers of the railroads and asking the companies to answer simple questions. That's the first step to getting us back on track. Ready for your questions. Senator, it's Jeff Cole from uh, Channel 7 up in Watertown. Um, yes, you know a scenario if i'm the mayor of governor and i have a csx rail going through is is the problem i really don't know what's on that train until yes. there's a derailment yes that is the problem and particularly because you use different types of firefighting uh, uh, equipment and techniques with different types of hazardous materials now there is you have to be careful we don't want to make it public which cars have which volatile materials but the local first responders they will hold it close to the best they should know senator can you hear me yes hank i hear you how are you
1: good praise god uh,
0: on the uh west side of the hudson river in the highland area uh csx tracks at one point go out over the hudson river and it was determined a year or so ago that uh, one bridge crossing is being held up by uh, large beams and uh, could cause some problems, and CSX said, well, we'll address it in a year or so. Um, have you heard anything about that? I met with the head of CSX and brought up a whole bunch of issues in the Hudson Valley, um, and we we're, we're, should be hearing back from them shortly. I'll let you know when we do. Are you encouraged that uh, they might uh, move ahead quickly? Well, when I asked him to come meet with me, he came sort of quickly. And so that's encouraging. We'll see what happens with these railroads. You never know. Sometimes they answer, they'll do it, and then they don't. But I stay on them very hard. Uh, Senator Raga Justin, reporter with the Times Union. Um, Have you heard at all from the labor perspective on this, from unions who represent rail workers? Yeah, Our unions have said there is constant cutback in terms of the number of personnel, the hours of personnel, the training of personnel. And in fact, in New York state, there are 600 fewer rail employees today than there were else uh, 10 years ago. Uh, we always used to have two people on a train. Now, often it's one person on a train, and this a freight train. Um, so yes, we're hearing from the unions about these cutbacks, and that's why we're demanding answers of the uh, rail industry as to how they could justify. It. Okay. All Hi, right. Senator. Last Thanks, one. Senator. Hi, um Mike Listala the uh, Trail record. Uh I just had a question um regarding rail safety. Um this past December, uh Governor Hochul had vetoed a bill uh that passed um a pretty wide margin in the state legislature bipartisan bill uh for the proposed two-person crew law and you know would require most freight trains to be operated by a conductor and engineer. Uh it was, you know, supported by, um, you know, every, you know, both yeah. uh, the Senate and Assembly and rail unions. Um, do you plan on doing something to that degree on a federal level or talking yes, with the, the governor? Federal level, we're asking them. The first step is to ask them why there are so fewer trains with two. If they don't have good answers. We will look at what we can do at the federal level to require it across the country. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Take care and have a nice day. And as always, uh, Ryan Martin, our great upstate press guy, is available to all of you. Thank you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.